It's the Night Talker with Trey Elling. Coming up on episode number 88 of a Trey and BK Friday on the Night Talker. At 1045, where are we at in society? I need to get BK's input on this Lizzo story that I've been talking about all week. At 1030, the Pac-12 will soon fade from our collective memories. 1015, the Lake Tahoe foot fondler was finally caught. Shame on you, Chad. And coming up in seconds, we need to talk about something exciting happening starting on Monday. And we'll mix in a little Longhorn football talk, too. I am your host, Trey Elling. Give me a follow on Twitter at Courtesy Wave and do the same for ESPN Austin at 1027 ESPN. And at Brad Kellner is where you can find my broadcasting partner in crime. Between the two of us, he is much more likely to be the show's Lizzo guy and foot fetish guy. It is Brad Kellner. What's up, BK? How we doing today? You're 0 for 2. Feet gross me out and Lizzo kind of grosses me out too. So... (laughs) All you have to do is not hate either of those things, and I think you would be classified as the show's Lizzo and foot guy. So I am with you on the foot thing. It is a huge pet peeve of mine, and it's a, I won't say it's a constant battle between my wife and me, but my kids, who are kids, so they don't need to care about these things, but they're kids who don't realize that wearing bare feet and shoes ruins the shoes, especially for them running around in like, I don't know, two weeks these shoes smell so bad that they need to be put on the back porch every night. So I insist that they wear socks with their shoes. And Justine's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, you don't respect the potential for uh, shoe odor enough to lead them in the right direction here. Meanwhile, I'm going way OCD in the other direction. And I am also very on record as being anti-fat as a former fat kid myself. So I would argue that I do hate those things as much, if not more than you. You do hate big people, but I will push back on your foot stance because you wear flip-flops in public, and I don't. The only place I'll ever wear flip-flops is to the beach or on a boat. Outside of that, like you would show up to work wearing flip-flops. I don't know if you're one of those guys who goes on airplanes wearing flip-flops. That, to me, is disgusting no, for I do so not many do that. different reasons. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't even know how you do the flip-flop in public bit like I don't even like my own feet it's not just other people's feet that kind of scare me my own feet freak me out a little bit too okay you may have me on the foot fetish deal then because (laughs) I don't wear flip-flops in public a ton and in my defense the days that I would come in the studio wearing flip-flops I believe it was almost always after I had played volleyball and so that was just the footwear that I was wearing Out to the sand, out to the beach, and then uh, by default, wearing into work too. But I I have to take the L there. You got me on that one, but I am bigger (laughs) anti-fat than you are because you won't even say the word fat. No, I don't want to offend people. I'm not trying to get canceled, and you get canceled for everything. I go through my old tweets like three times a week to make sure there's nothing I said when I was in middle school that could get me in trouble. (laughs) So my whole goal in this life is to not get canceled yet. One of these days, I'm in, but... I'm, uh, I'm too young. I'd like to think I got too much of a future in front of me. Probably a stupid thought for me to uh, get completely canceled off the face of the earth right now. Yeah, we all have those things that uh, we can get away with that others cannot. Like for you, as we've established in the past, if you ever wanted to dress up like Hitler for Halloween, you could get away with it from your Hebrew faith. Now, it would be a huge risk for you because you are still dressing up 
like Hitler after all, but that is kind of your N-word. For me, as a former fat kid, I can say, I can throw the word fat around left and right, and nobody gets to give me crap about that. Oh, man. Yeah, just for the record, as I still try to not be canceled, I have never and will never dress up as Adolf Hitler for (laughs) Halloween or any other day of the year. I just, I want to make sure people know that about me uh, before we get too far into this thing. Boy, that maybe needs to be a future bet because uh, that that would be (laughs) humiliating beyond belief. And speaking of, you and I may have some opportunities coming up real soon to engage in more reckless gambling that leads to humiliation one way or the other. That's because there is something huge happening on Monday, BK. Oh, yes, sir. We are super excited to launch Texas Sports Unfiltered. If you follow Trey on Twitter, if you follow me on Twitter, if you follow some other Austin media personalities on social media, you've maybe heard and seen the rumblings about what we've got cooking. But it all starts Monday, August 7th. Yeah, this coming Monday, three days from now. Trey and I will be live every day from noon to one. So you can find us on YouTube. Just search Texas Sports Unfiltered on YouTube. You can also find podcasts of every episode that we do on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. We're working on creating an app as well that will allow you to listen. We're going to make this as easy as possible for you guys to consume our content, but also content from some of your favorite Austin media personalities. So, Trey, I can't wait. You and I have been working pretty hard on this thing for the last couple of weeks. and we're, uh, We're super pumped to get rolling on Monday. Yeah, I'm excited to get to do something daily with you once again, and uh, you and Bucky in the mornings is going to be hilarious. Bucky and I are going to be doing stuff. Uh, We're both going to be doing things uh, separately, maybe together with uh, Kevin Dunn, who makes his return to broadcasting, which is a huge part of all of this, and there are some other really big things uh, that we can't announce just yet, but stay tuned and uh, do start watching on Monday. Again, go to Texas Sports Unfiltered, search for that YouTube channel. Uh, There will be audio-only streams in terms of the post-show podcast, but then also a live stream coming down the pike as well, and we are really excited. And I'm most excited for you, BK, because you get to move from the hellhole armpit that is Houston, Texas, back to the ATX, buddy. Uh, I'm pumped, man. Look, Houston's been good to me. I've enjoyed my time down here, but Austin's home. I am uh, yeah. super excited to get back. Don't know exactly when the return will be, but it will definitely be before football season gets here. So excited to be back up in Austin for another season of Longhorn football, just to be back up in Austin in general. And, uh, oh, by the way, should mention, Wags will be a part of the show, too. Yes, he's he got his be. weekend show now on 1027 ESPN. So he's going to be a big part of the channel as well. So you'll get to a few different ESPN personalities on the channel. And, uh, yeah, we're pumped, man. This thing is going to be a heck of a lot of fun. We're doing this for us, but we're also doing this for y'all to uh, to give you guys what you're looking for Oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Obviously, we we enjoy the heck out of our nearly three years of doing radio together every yeah. day. And uh, to get the opportunity again to do it is uh, is super exciting for, for everyone. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, can't wait to get started. Real quick, we have just a couple minutes before the commercial break here, BK. So uh, I've been talking all week, obviously, about the Longhorns getting fall practice going. Talked about some storylines that we're all paying attention to. Uh, what is the biggest thing on your mind right now as it pertains to the Longhorns really getting ramped up for the 2023 season? Yeah, look, I'm a sucker for the quarterback position. It's the most important position in all of sports. So I have been just 
reading as much information about mainly Quinn Ewers. I mean, I'm obviously curious about Malik Murphy, and I want to see how Arch Manning is progressing. Obviously, those guys are the future of the quarterback position at Texas, but we know Quinn Ewers is the present right now, and if the Longhorns are going to reach their goals in 2023, it's going to be in large part because Quinn Ewers takes a step. I mean, he was great at times last year. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast. I know you've talked about it on the show a bunch of times, but he just wasn't nearly consistent enough for Texas to be a legit Big 12 championship contender and a contender for bigger things as well. So uh, Chip Brown, who, of course, you hear on this station every day, uh, he's been all over it. He's had some great reports about what's been going on in Sark. A lot of high praise from Sark throughout the course of this week in the first week of fall camp. Just saying that Quinn Ewers looks quicker. He looks faster and he's in better shape this year. I think that's obvious if you've just seen pictures of Quinn Ewers this year compared to last year, but also He's just quicker mentally, and that's a big thing. It just felt like at times last year when Ewers was off, he just wasn't processing stuff quick enough mentally. And that's we know the arm talent's there. Like That's why this guy is regarded as one of the best high school recruits of all time. He's got ridiculous arm talent. He's got NFL first-round pick type of arm talent. But the mental game, things need to slow down for Quinn Ewers. He's got to be able to process things a little bit quicker. That's going to be where he takes the next step. And it sounds like it's practice. I get it if you're in wait-and-see mode for actual games, but according to Sark and according to a number of insiders, it sure feels like Quinn Ewers has gotten a lot better at that this year compared to last. He is Brad Kellner. This is a Trey and BK Friday on the Night Talker. Coming up, we're going to swerve away from sports for a little bit because a foot fetish criminal, I don't know what you call this person, pervert, well, they were finally caught in Lake Tahoe. It's the Night Talker with Trey Elling. It's the Night Talker with Trey Elling. Back with a Trey and BK Friday on the Night Talker. I am joined by Brad Kellner, who over the course of this show has been hopping on for most Fridays. We took a little bit more than a month break. That's because we had some things cooking to go along with some vacations, too, for being perfectly honest. We are back now, not just on Friday nights, but if you missed it from the first segment, BK and I are doing something daily going forward starting on Monday. The Genesis is a live broadcast that can be seen and heard on YouTube through the Texas Sports Unfiltered YouTube channel. So go to YouTube, search Texas Sports Unfiltered, make sure to subscribe. I believe you can get notifications there as well. Not only are BK and I doing something Monday through Friday, 12 to 1, uh, BK and Bucky Godbolt will be live from 8 to 10 in the morning, Monday through Friday. And uh, there are some also some more exciting things happening. Kevin Dunn is making a return to broadcasting. We are both thrilled about that. Adam Wagner is going to be a part of the crew, and uh, we'll certainly be doing stuff on game day for the Longhorns as well. Lots of Longhorn sports, but we're going to cover teams from across the state of Texas. And BK, we're not afraid to swerve away from sports either. That probably has something to do with the fact that you and I grew up on the ticket in Dallas. And with that, we have a non-sports story that I think uh, people will get a kick out of. In Lake oh, Tahoe. yes. Yes, we will. Uh, oh, by the way, sorry my phone keeps going off. The aforementioned Bucky Godbolt keeps calling. And I texted him. I'm like, dude, we're doing the show for the Night Talker. And he just called me back three times right after that. I, I just, uh, God bless the guy. I'm excited to work with him, but we need to get him up to speed on 
all things technology here in 2023. Well, he he's up in Pennsylvania right now, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. He's going to, God, I don't know, what is it, his 80th high school reunion, 80-year <laughs> high school reunion. So I imagine he's pretty bored right now. There's only so much time to spend at the casino. And uh, because of his uh, his ripe old age, he's not that old, I don't think. He's in his late 60s. But uh, there, there may be some uh, some people that are missing from the reunion because people are starting to drop like flies at that age. Yeah, I think so, too. I also think you're rounding down when you say 80th. So that's nice of you to be that nice to uh, to Bucky Godbolt on a Friday. But you're right. We've got uh, a pretty wild story. So the, the first I heard about this, Trey, was back in early July. I think July 6th is when I read this first story about this Lake Tahoe Foot Fondler. Mm. That's the nickname that uh, this dude has been given. I wish I could take credit for that one, but uh, the internet beat me to the punch on that deal. But the first story happened, once again, a few weeks ago, back in early July, and we finally have a resolution for the Lake Tahoe Foot Fondler. We have finally identified this guy and figured out who he is, and he is in custody. And this story comes from two days ago, August 2nd. So here's some background if you don't know what we're talking about. There's a guy who allegedly broke into a luxury Lake Tahoe resort on two separate occasions to cradle unsuspecting women's feet as the victims were asleep in their hotel rooms. The guy's name, now we know, Mark Anthony Gonzalez. He's 26. He is the man now accused of being the infamous yet so famous Lake Tahoe foot fondler. He was arrested at his home in Atwater, California, on Tuesday of this week, there were two women staying at the Club Wyndham South Shore Hotel in Nevada. They each woke up around 4.30 on Sunday, on a Sunday and Monday, excuse me, respectively, over the 4th of July holiday weekend to find this creep, quote, fondling their feet, end quote. The statement from the Douglas County Sheriff's Office read, quote, during the early morning hours between July 1st and 3rd, 2023, an adult male entered two state line resort condominiums by opening unlocked screen doors. Once inside, he positioned himself at the foot of the bed and rubbed the feet of two separate adult females. End quote. So it wasn't two people in the same room, right? It wasn't like two friends on a trip together. This guy just broke into one room and got both of their sets of feet on the way out. He actually went in one room did this thing, and then the next day went back to the hotel to another room and got another woman while she was asleep. This is disgusting on so many levels, Trey. You took the words right out of my mouth, BK. We established in segment one that neither you nor I are big feet people. I I am disgusted by feet, so are you. But let's say for a second that you were going to touch somebody else's feet how big of a risk are you taking by breaking into random rooms to do so? Think about the smell of chicken of uh, chicken wings, let's say. Like you mm. eat chicken wings at a place, you go to Pluckers or something and eat some chicken wings. That smell is on your fingers for the rest of the day. No matter how many times you wash your hands, no, ma- no matter how many wet wipes you use, you're just going to have to deal with that smell. Same goes for things like crawfish or something else. It just cakes that odor on your fingers. To have somebody else's foot odor, maybe they just showered before bed. You don't know that, though. Or maybe they've been walking around all day and haven't uh, haven't uh, you gone through the proper hygienic methods to make sure that those feet are very clean before they get into a hotel bed. You may be walking around with that person's foot odor on your fingers, on your hands, 
for the rest of the night, probably into the following day too. But then again, that's maybe part of the reason why this guy did so. I was going to say, I think that's exactly what he wanted. Uh, he probably hoped that they hadn't showered that day Ugh. before going to bed. He, he probably wanted the uh, full experience. Yeah, I don't know if, if it's the smell. He just likes the feel of people's feet. I, I don't know, and I don't know why I'm even trying to justify this, but uh, the reason it took so long for them to find this guy, he, he bolted out of the rooms through that same sliding door after the victims woke up. So they were dead asleep when he walked in there. He did the deed, and they woke up, probably screamed, and he was gone before they could get any sort of glimpse of exactly what this dude looked like. So they were able to find him through forensics techniques somehow, some way, uh, I guess, you know, he, he dropped hair or something in the room as he was, or fingerprints on the doors, maybe as he was walking in or out. I don't know exactly how they got that done, but yeah, thankfully they were able to find this creep. Well, he does have a lot of hair because you and I do have a picture through this New York Post article. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he, uh, look, I, he's exactly what you would expect a foot fondler to look like, Yeah, you know? Like, uh, if you asked me to just be a sketch artist and the only information you gave me was Lake Tahoe foot fondler, uh, I would draw, well, very poor because I suck at drawing, but something that looks <laughs> relatively similar to this guy right here. Yeah. Now I've got now I've got some crappy puns that I'm going to force you to listen to. You know, I'm story. going one of two directions with the, oh, I'm sorry, were there other puns that you were going to read off there? Yeah, you ready for them? Okay, let's, let's hear it. To not get caught for so long is quite the feat. Mm. Are they sure he was the sole culprit? Mm. I'm sure the whole community was on their toes, but in the end, the cops nailed him. They can finally start to heal. Mm. And that's it. How about, uh, no, that's arc and not arch. Uh, you're you're going to beat me on the uh, the bad dad joke level puns. Kudos to you, sir. Thank you. I, uh, I'm i not the father, if anyone is wondering out there. So this guy is uh, definitely overweight. He's got the long black hair that goes down to his shoulders. And um, I think you're right. I think that if I were to have to draw a foot fondler in Lake Tahoe, it would look like one of two things. It would either look like this guy, or he would be really skinny with uh, with short cropped hair, those David Koresh style glasses and a, a wheezy looking mustache. It's one of the two looks. And this guy, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy look, works at a uh, at a porn shop in his mm. off time. Not just because of the foot fetish deal, just because of the basic look here. Like a triple X video store or something like that. S- something like that, yeah. Or he he he's at the front desk of a uh, rent by the hour hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I'd get confused though. If I go to a triple X video, am I just going to be watching Twitter videos the whole time, or what? Uh, what's going to be in there? You know, I, I kind of want to go and see what's going on. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know how often you have clicked on the the um, on Twitter whenever we have the Twitter. Uh, God, what is it? Why am I blanking here? I'm I'm sounding like such an old person. Whenever something is trending, something is trending on Twitter. There we go. And Arch shows up uh, on the Twitter trends, which usually for a Longhorn fan, you equate that with Arch Manning. And usually it is Arch Manning, like the uh, the whole uh, sports card thing that happened a week ago, which is 
Really cool for him that he raised that much money and is giving all of it to charity. Love to see that out of Arch. Uh, seems like a good kid, at least early on, right? But if you sure. click on the Arch Twitter trend, it very quickly devolves into porn. Like, I'm talking like three or four scrolls down. All of a sudden, you are watching people having sex. I did oh. not realize that this was a part of Twitter until I thought that I was innocently going to uh, see the latest on Arch Manning. Now, I'm feeling old. Is Arch some sort of sex term that I don't know about? It has to do with a certain uh, the back certain position Yeah, where there's an arch in the back. Yeah, mm, that makes sense. All right, well, uh, after this show, I will be doing some Arch Manning research. Just that, <laughs> you know. We've got big shows next week, so we got to talk Texas football. we got to talk about the quarterback position, of course. I will uh, I will make sure to do the uh, proper research on that for all of us. Just let me give you a forewarning here. <laughs> I'm giving you a forewarning, and I'm not saying this facetiously. I'm saying this literally. It gets gay pretty quick. Oh. If you catch my drift. Mm. I, of course I catch your drift. Like That was not a subtle way to describe what was going on at all. <laughs> There are so many other ways you could have actually tried to be sly about that, but you just went right in. I'm not no using the word gay in 90s parlance. I'm mm. using it much more literal than that. So just be careful because like that fifth or sixth scroll, all of a sudden you are in, you're in deep, man. And you just okay. need to close things down and try and wipe your computer clean at that point. Come on, Elon. Why are you doing this to us, man? X. Oh, gosh. He is Brad Kellner. This is a Trey and BK Friday on the Night Talker. Coming up, we're going to get back into college football. May talk some Longhorn football, but we really need to discuss what is happening with the Pac-12 right now. It is a complete meltdown for that conference, and sadly, it's their own fault. Proving good things do happen on the radio after 10 p.m. It's the Night Talker with Trey Elling. It's the Night Talker with Trey Elling. Back with a Trey and BK Friday on the Night Talker. I am joined, as I have been for much of the short tenure of this show here on 1027 ESPN, by Brad Kellner, a guy that I did a radio show with for several years at a different station. Started doing it again over the last year. And now, if you missed the big news on Twitter earlier this week or what we talked about at the start of this show, BK and I are going to be doing something weekdays, Monday through Friday, live on YouTube starting this Monday. It is through the Texas Sports Unfiltered YouTube channel. There will also be a live audio stream coming soon, so stay tuned for that. And you can also... Watch, of course, because YouTube does archive all the live shows. And then listen to the podcast after the fact as well, wherever you get your podcasts. So the key here is searching Texas Sports Unfiltered on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever you consume your media. We're excited about that. BK is going to be doing a two-hour morning show with Bucky Monday through Friday. That's going to be from 8 to 10. Uh, Kevin Dunn is also making his return to broadcasting. He is obviously a very close friend of ours. 
Jaguars. We're excited about that. Adam Wagner going to be a part of things as well. He, of course, does a Sunday morning show talking fantasy football and more on 1027 ESPN and a lot more that we can't announce just yet, but it will be soon. So make sure you go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, Texas Sports Unfiltered. And BK, we're going to talk a lot of college football on the new show, obviously. You and I love college football. We love the NFL, too, so that'll uh, that'll certainly enter the conversation quite a bit as well. And one of the more fascinating storylines this last uh, this offseason, really going back a year now, is what is happening with the Pac-12. It started with the Pac-12 idiotically forming an alliance with the Big Ten and ACC, despite the fact that nobody really signed anything before the Pac-12 pretty much got stabbed in the back by Kevin Warren and the Big Ten when they came in and poached USC and UCLA away from the Pac-12. Since then, the Pac-12 insists that their value is more than the Big 12 in terms of a next media rights deal. And then it became, well... It's in that same ballpark. It's around what the Big 12 is going to be getting on their next media rights deal, around $30 million per school. And then it turned into, yeah, ballpark maybe a little bit less, but still very close. And now we know, based on the news that came out earlier this week, that the best deal that they have is through Apple TV. So it is a subscription model. It's going to earn their schools, at least in the beginning, less than $20 million per year. And since then, especially after Colorado decided to bolt the Pac-12 for the Big 12 about a week ago, things are only uh, that much more tenuous out West. We It now looks like Arizona, based on some meetings that happened yesterday on the Big 12 side and the Arizona side, the Wildcats will likely be joining the Big 12 soon. Uh, Oregon and Washington, it looks as if they're having conversations with the Big 10 about joining that conference. Who knows about Arizona State and Utah? They could be very soon uh, to try and go through the motions of joining the Big 12 as well. And as it stands right now, the Pac-12, while it will still be a conference for one more college football season, will be a shell of itself by this time next year. I'll tell you what, if you are a fan of a school that is going to be in the Big 12 beyond next year, be grateful to Bob Bowlesby, believe it or not, and also Brett Yormark, the old and current Big 12 Conference commissioners, because once Texas and Oklahoma left, this type of thing could have happened to the Big 12, yeah. where other conferences were going to come in and poach some of the other schools to try to get them to leave, and then that could have led to the demise of the Big 12. But those guys did a great job reaching out to other schools. Obviously, four new schools are joining this year. We know Colorado is joining next year, and it sounds like there might be another one, two, or three that are joining in the not-too-distant future. So this could have happened to the Big 12, but uh, credit to the Big 12 for uh, finding a way to stay alive, at least for the foreseeable future, because the Pac-12 looks like it is completely falling apart, and they have mishandled this thing, Trey, at so many different turns. Yeah, a lot of this does fall on George Klyovkov. It started with him trying, him spearheading that alliance, which was a response and an attempt at a power play to Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. That failed miserably, obviously, and he continues to overplay his hand with regards to the actual value of the Pac-12 versus what he thinks that value should be. And now the conference is nearly in complete ruins because the reports that are coming out this morning from uh, Pete Thamel, Brett McMurphy, and others is that they haven't agreed on any sort of grant of rights deal. And even if something is agreed on, and this is from Brett McMurphy of the Action Network, Even if they agree on a grant of rights deal, it's still highly likely that Oregon and Washington are leaving the conference. Even if you were to be able to keep Washington, as soon as Oregon is no longer a part of the 
Pac-12, you are done as a major college football conference, unfortunate for them. And I'm glad you mentioned Bullsby to a lesser degree, but also Brett Yormark, because I've spoken with them two straight years at Big 12 Media Days, and I continue to watch smart people who color uh, who cover college football completely miss the mark on Brett Yormark, no pun intended there, but people mm. consider him just a really good sales guy. He is so much more than that, and I know this because I've been face-to-face with him, and I've also watched him operate over the last year now. This guy is a visionary, he is a calculated risk-taker, and he's also someone who surrounds himself with extremely capable people, all while making sure to value relationships first and foremost. Mark my words when I say this, and I know this is a huge statement here. Brett Yormark will either be running college football at some point, or maybe even something like the NFL, if and when Roger Goodell ever decides to step down before his own death. Wow. How about that? Yeah. High praise for Brett Yormark. This is a guy who is so capable that Jay-Z tapped him to essentially run Rock Nation. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. That means you're doing something right. And exactly. he's done a lot of things right. Obviously, he was dealt a tough hand with Texas and Oklahoma already having announced that they were bolting to the SEC. That was really no fault of his own. No. But he's done a pretty good job responding. And uh, he's got the Big 12 in a decent spot moving forward. But, yeah, look, I, I think Oregon and Washington want to go to the Big Ten. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They're just waiting for the invitation. And the Big Ten over the last couple of days has kind of been back and forth. There was a time yesterday, Thursday, where it was like, oh, yeah, it's for sure happening. I woke up to a report this morning. That's like, oh, no, the Big Ten's like not so fast. And now, you know, it's just all over the place, back and forth. So it sure feels like a matter of when, not if, the Pac-12 falls apart, right? Uh, I I know the Big 12 want Oregon and Washington, too. But Oregon and Washington would obviously prefer the Big Ten. So they're going to wait as long as they can to get that invitation. But you're right. I mean, if those two schools leave – and Arizona and maybe Arizona State and Utah, those are kind of the other schools being linked to the Big 12 right now. If they all leave the Pac-12 too, then, uh, yeah, it's it's over out there. So it's crazy, man. I mean, realignment is absolutely insane. We've seen this a few different times over the course of our lives. Every college sports fan has seen this a few times over the course of their lives. Just when you think it's done and everything's settled, uh, you get more and more stuff like this. So I wonder, we all wonder what the ultimate plan is going to be or just what ultimately this thing looks like when realignment is all said and done or at least very close to it but uh man it's crazy i kind of thought we were at least done for this off season trey like i knew it wasn't going away but before the colorado stuff dropped i was like all right we'll we'll get through this season and then we'll have another wave of realignment talk that we have to deal with next off season but sure enough we're Three weeks away. I mean, literally, college football is back three weeks from tomorrow, and we're still talking about realignment. So this thing is uh, not going away anytime soon. As soon as the Pac-12 Friday news dumped their own media day, and Dion didn't show up to that Pac-12 media day on a Friday in Vegas, I had a feeling there would be something more happening before it was all said and done and the games actually started this season. I didn't think it would accelerate like this. I thought Colorado may make an announcement and then things would stand pat. But since the Pac-12 still doesn't have any sort of TV deal in place, and this is something that needs to kick in next year, by the way. Now, let me ask you this, because... On the one hand, it's sad if the Pac-12 goes away because there is a history there, a long history. Things do evolve, and the Pac-12 has not stuck with the times enough to, uh, to remain among the big dogs in college football. But with USC and UCLA 
and now possibly Oregon and Washington going to the Big Ten. The Big Ten with the California schools is at 16, but when they add those two more schools, that's 18 teams in that conference, which to me is starting to feel like you're getting into a too-many-schools range. So would it make sense to cut a couple of schools from the (laughs) bottom of that conference? And if so, who ends up on the chopping block? Rutgers. Yeah, that's my first choice. I know they try to advertise having Rutgers as having the New York market, but nobody in New York gives a rat's you-know-what about Rutgers. (laughs) So they would probably get the boot. I assume you'd have to eliminate two. Yeah. I don't don't know who that second school would be. I mean, Rutgers is obviously— The second probably Maryland, right? Maybe Maryland, yes, and then back to the ACC. Although who knows if the ACC is going to last because you've got Florida State— I don't even know who it was. Somebody associated with Florida State coming out and basically saying it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when yeah, we leave yeah. the conference. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I wonder if, you know, everybody has been seemingly speculating about four super conferences, right? Like yeah. four 16-team leagues, and instead of the Power Five, it's just the Power Four, and that's what the future of college sports is going to hold for all of us. I wonder if we're going to get to something like the NFL where we have an AFC and an NFC. We just have two major conferences, and that's kind of all everybody really cares about. It would be a little bit sad, but it also makes a lot of sense, especially in this NIL era where things are so crazy right now and guys may have to sign contracts to stay at a school for a certain amount of time, and collectives are going to officially be under those schools' umbrellas as well. I don't know. This this story is going to continue – to take shape uh, over the coming months and probably years too. But uh, that's, I mean, it maybe seemed far-fetched a couple years ago, but now it seems like a, a very realistic idea, the one that you just laid out there. He is Brad Kellner, part of a Trey and BK Friday on the Night Talker, and we're also firing up a daily YouTube show starting on Monday. Go to Texas Sports Unfiltered at YouTube. Uh, make sure to subscribe there. There will also be audio feeds. And uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. He's at Brad Kellner. I am at Courtesy Wave. You can find out more there also. Coming up, one final segment, where are we at in society? I've been talking about this Lizzo story all week. I need to get BK's input on things. It's the Night Talker with Trey Elling. It's the Night Talker with Trey Elling. Final segment of a Trey and BK Friday on the Night Talker means it's time for... Where are we at in society today? That's right. It is your regular look at stories that show we as a people are headed in the wrong direction. Very occasionally, I will give you a story that provides a sense of optimism that has us all saying to ourselves, Hey, maybe all is not lost. Perhaps we as a people can figure it out and we will not lose that eventual war to the robots but sadly bk tonight is not that night Mm. if i would ask you to go to the past and describe to somebody in i don't know the 1990s a decade that you were actually born in describe lizzo to somebody in the 1990s how would you describe lizzo to that person She's a very successful musical artist who has had multiple number one hits. She has gained a lot of popularity throughout the world. As you're going to say gained a lot of weight, okay. A very talented female artist who has the ability to play instruments. She has the ability to rap. She has danced before. Plays a lot of flute on stage. 
Yep, play some flute on stage. While dancing and, uh, and being scantily clad. She is scantily clad, yes. She is a, a big part of the female empowerment movement. And she has served as uh, an inspiration and role model to a lot of people here in America and all over the world as well. She has leaned hard into the big girl movement where you have a lot of people saying, hey, size doesn't really matter. You be the best version of yourself. If that is skinny, well, we're probably going to hate on you a little bit for being too skinny. But if you're hundreds of pounds overweight, well, you just be you and don't let haters hate. Or let haters hate and shake it off, as uh, Taylor Swift says. Yeah, size doesn't matter. You hear that, ladies? All right, take some notes from Lizzo. All right, follow her lead. Stop worrying about that stuff so much. Guys, too. So here's how I would describe Lizzo to somebody if I were to travel back in time to the 1990s after I were to uh, to uh, invest a lot in Apple stock and do a couple of other things and somebody's like, hey, this Lizzo person that you keep talking about, what's up with her? Lizzo is a musician. You're right about that. She is a pop musician. Uh, she does play the flute and dance on stage while being scantily clad, all about while weighing, I don't know, somewhere in the range of 250 to 300 pounds. She loves to turn around and stick her giant ass out to crowds and twerk it. And for some reason, people love that. And I do not understand. And I've heard people speak glowingly about Lizzo and her physical attraction when the sad reality is, is that this is the state that we're in in 2023. We have to convince ourselves that somebody who is 150 to 200 pounds overweight is attractive. But look, if that's what Lizzo wants to do, good for her. If she wants to expose herself like that, figuratively and literally, good for her. If she wants to lean into the big girl bit, and she actually has, I think our production company is called Big Girl Productions, and makes songs about uh, her status as being overweight but attractive, good on you, Lizzo. Good luck with that. She has also uh, shrugged off criticism and actually uh, gone on the attack in the other direction when people try and call out the fact that she is a fat ass. And if she wants to defend herself like that, she should. Here's the problem, though, BK. We now have a lawsuit that came out this week where Lizzo is being accused, among other things, of fat-shaming her own backup dancers. Oh, no. For putting on too much weight. Well, first and foremost, congratulations on creating cancel culture like 25 years before it was actually created. Because if you went back to the 90s and said all of that... You would have been canceled right then and there. You would have invented that. So well done to you, my friend. I'd like to remind people I was a fat kid, so I can speak more honestly about these things than most. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to help me get canceled or not get canceled when it's all said and done, but that's, that's what I'm going with. I don't either. So, okay, give me some more details on this. She is fat shaming other people. Yeah, by the way, uh, Lizzo is a Grammy winner, too. I'll make sure to slip that into uh, the person I'm discussing in the 1990s. So Lizzo has been sued by three former dancers who claim they were subjected to a hostile work environment and harassed while they were members of her dance team. And by the way, if you look at videos of Lizzo, she does surround herself with other plus-size dancers. I guess we're going to go PC here. Hmm. Uh, she surrounds herself with other fat girls. To put it bluntly, the complaint filed in Los Angeles earlier this week also names not just Lizzo, but her production company, 
Big Girl, Big Touring, Inc., and a person described as a dance cast captain as defendants in the suit. Wow. Among the claims outlined in this suit, one of the three plaintiffs said she was encouraged by the singer to, quote, take turns touching nude performers while everyone was out at a club in Amsterdam's red light district while on tour in Amsterdam in February. Fearing retaliation, the suit states that the plaintiff eventually did touch the nude performer, despite having expressed numerous times that she had no desire to touch the performers. Another plaintiff claims that her commitment to her role on the dance team was questioned by the singer, who expressed, quote, thinly veiled concerns about the plaintiff's, quote, weight gain according to the lawsuit, resulting in the plaintiff feeling pressured to explain her weight gain and disclose intimate personal details about her life in order to keep her job. So Lizzo is going to these backup dancers who, by the way, they look, they look like they weigh less than Lizzo. If I'm going to be blunt about it, (laughs) they look like they're carrying a few less LBs. I mean, maybe this is the reverse of a, Oh boy! If I'm not canceled up to this point, I'm going to get canceled after this one. Uh, it's the it's the uh, the example of uh, someone going on one to ten scale here, BK, in terms of looks. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll turn it to the guys now. Let's say I'm a four. I'm I'm a guy and I'm a four. That's that's a uh, an accurate rating for me, right? If women were to say how how attractive is Trey, one to ten? Oh, he's a four. Yeah, well, if my if I surround up. myself with twos, then all of a sudden my four status might go up to a six. If I surround myself with guys that look like the uh, the the foot fetish guy from Lake Tahoe, and uh, a bunch of dudes that look like that, all of a sudden I go from a four to a five, six, maybe even a seven, if mm. I get enough of them around me. Well, Lizzo is going the opposite direction. She wants these girls to look skinnier, I guess, even though they are already skinnier than her, to uh, make her weight gain look more pronounced. I'm not totally sure what her thinking is here, other than to say that this is uh, hypocrisy at its finest. Well, first and foremost, you're not a four, but self-confidence is cool, so uh, good. (laughs) Keep telling yourself that, buddy. Well done there. (laughs) Second of all, yeah, you're right. I mean, these are all allegations at this point, but if they are found to be true and she is body-shaming other people, that's a bad bit right there. Like, you cannot be Lizzo and get mad at other people for being big, especially because, yeah, that's your whole bit is, like, empowering people to be big and – not care about what other people have to say about your looks. Like, you know, you do your thing to hell with everybody else. You can't have that be your mindset and then be someone who criticizes everybody else for the way that they look. So, yeah, that's a, that's a bad bit right there, man. And she's she's taking a lot of heat for this on social media. She apparently has lost 150,000 Instagram followers over the last couple of days. Uh, there are people out there, like, trying to start a boycott of her music Um, it hasn't been a great week and it seems like she's come out and vehemently denied these reports, but, uh, the fact, you know, you read some of the details and the fact that there are multiple women coming out, accusing her of stuff like this, uh, not looking great in the court of public opinion right now for Lizzo. We'll see how it looks in the uh, actual court system. Yeah. One of the other allegations from this suit is that not only were they having to touch these female nude dancers, But at one point, Lizzo demanded that one of these backup dancers actually eat a banana out of the nude dancers. Oh, boy, what's the best way to say this one here? 
her bonus hole to eat the banana that was protruding out of the dancer's bonus hole, and she was completely disgusted by it. I don't know if she actually did do so, but yes, Lizzo did go on CNN this morning yesterday and denied the allegations. Now, just looking at the uh, the still shot of Lizzo on CNN this morning, she is dressed in a she's dressed in all red. It is a skin tight jumpsuit, and she does look like the female iteration of the Kool Aid Man from back in the day. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh God. Well, still promoting herself, huh? That's uh, yep. all right, BK. Smart. One more quick question before we uh, bid the people adieu for the day. There's a new study from the Texas A&M School of Public Health that looked at the day and time that workers are laziest throughout a week. So any guesses on the laziest day of the week for workers? It's got to be Friday, right? Yes. Not just Friday, but Friday afternoon. And I would argue here in Austin, it's all day Friday. Nobody goes to work (laughs) on Friday, especially in the summertime. That's still a thing, huh? Nobody goes to work on Fridays in Austin. Yeah, buckle up, buddy. So you're going to have a much easier time driving around if you're driving around on Friday mornings uh, once you move back here. And that is it for another Night Talker. BK, thank you as always. You too, brother. Great job. We will not only be back next Friday, stay tuned because on Monday, BK and I fire up our daily YouTube show. It's through the Texas Sports Unfiltered YouTube channel. There will also be an audio stream podcast available as well. Uh, follow us on Twitter. He's at Brad Kellner. I'm at Courtesy Wave. And do subscribe to Texas Sports Unfiltered, the YouTube channel. I will be back on Monday, and I think I'm going to repackage our first show for a Monday night night talker. In the meantime... Have yourselves a great rest of the weekend and sweet dreams. It's the Night Talker with Trey Ellings.